Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to talk about open communication in our marriage and with our kids and our exes. Sounds great. In one of our previous episodes, we talked about transparency. And, but today we're going to talk about open communication. Yeah, which is really important in a marriage, especially in a second marriage. Especially. But um, in all marriages, open communication is super important. So how is transparency different than open communication? Um, Because well, we questioned whether we wanted to do this episode or not. We did. We really did. Transparency is being transparent with social media and passwords and email right being willing to be um completely open to your spouse and say hey you are welcome to look at anything that i'm looking at um so that kind of transparency um and then open communication is actually talking with each other about situations about about everything hopefully so hope i think that's a difference right yeah i think so and in the articles that we read about this we did quite a bit of research on this and we found some really good advice on how to establish open communication with your spouse yeah we did so you want to dive right into it let's dive right in okay so the first um bullet point that this article that we read had uh said be timely all right, so I thought be timely when you read this to me. I thought, oh, so when something comes up, just talk about it. Right, and that's actually not what it means, which <laughs> that validates me, huh? Yeah, it does. It's a, I guess it's a typical man thing, right? I see a problem, let's talk about it. Yeah, so be timely, meaning time when you're going to talk about hard things. Is not always appropriate. I mean, you got to pick the right time. You have to pick the right time. You have to pick the right time. So it might not be right that second. You may need to calm down. You may need to think about what you how how you want to say something. So um, don't put things off. Yeah, that was the other thing too. Yeah, don't put them off just because you're afraid to talk about it, right? Because we do that. Yeah, I think everyone does that. Yeah, we do that. But make sure it's the right time not a month later or a year later we're talking you know hours or a day or if you've really got something on your mind so can you think of an example where we put things off where you and i yeah hmm we may have to cut that (laughs) i was gonna say why are you asking me that (laughs) i don't know honey (laughs) can you think of anything maybe in dealing with the kids in some respects we put things off that you and i needed to talk about whether it was discipline of the kids or, you know, things. I think we tread lightly sometimes on that, even with our adult kids, talking about our adult kids. Well, yeah, and I think sometimes, in fact, just this week, um, we had a little bit a rough week with our relationship, just with um, getting along with each other, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. We did. We We had a rough week, and we did put some things off. I had things that I wanted to maybe talk to you about, but... I didn't. I was like, you know, I don't want to get into it right now. And then it was... It just uh, brewed. It brewed. It? it brewed. And then it's been a couple of days and I've been brewing about it the whole time. And 
yeah so that i was putting it off because i was like oh we're gonna you know it's gonna be a thing we're gonna have this discussion yeah but it, it just festered yes and while it was festering i was just getting irritated at everything <laughs> yeah. right yeah and i and i'm oblivious i had no idea what was going on well you knew that i was irritated i knew that you were irritated <laughs> i thought was i breathing too heavy yes was I, yes <laughs> So I think I think that's a good point. I mean, sometimes when we hold on to something that we really want to talk to our spouse about, then it exacerbates everything else that's going on. Totally agree because we just did it yes, literally just this week. But yeah, you're right. It was brewing and simmering because I was you know putting off. I don't want to have this conversation. It's going to be a thing, and everything was irritating me where if we maybe just sort of had the conversation to begin with maybe it wouldn't have been that kind of week what do you think yeah i, I think so it's good we're doing this podcast because yes. we're learning so much right we babe? are learning a lot <laughs> all right the next thing is to be flexible yeah yeah this one i thought you when you read this one you goes oh this is women completely but i think men have a good play in this too really because i i feel like this is this is women that so be flexible, meaning conversations aren't going to go always as you planned. Now, I think women, especially, I don't know, I'm, I'm not a man, so I don't know. But I think that we... I'm glad you're not a man, by I the way. I know. I know. Aren't you glad? <laughs> I am glad. We get in our mind how we think... Of, I'm going to say something to you, and you're going to say this back to me, and then I'm going to say this back to you, and you're going to say this back to me, and, and then it's going to be done, everything's going to be great. Like, we have it planned out how... We want the conversation to go. I remember when we first got married, that was a problem. Because you you had a way that the conversation was going to go. And if I didn't follow the script that was in your head, then you had a hard time recovering from that. Do you yes. remember that? Yeah, at the, yeah. At the beginning of our marriage. Right. Um, we've gotten both much better with flexibility. Yes. And so it's just the ability to read the dialogue and read what's going on and not plan every single step of your conversation out because we are dealing with two people when, when we're conversing. Well, I think it's important. You can plan out what you want to say, but don't plan out what you think that your spouse's response is going to be, right? Absolutely. Yes, because I think that's where we get in trouble because all of a sudden you're going to respond You didn't back. respond back the way I wanted you to. Exactly. You're sitting there going, wait a second, that is not the direction I thought this was going to go at all. And then I, for me, I'm kind of thrown off completely and yeah, thrown off. Yeah. So. Well, remember the whole point of communicating is getting your point across or your feelings across. Not necessarily, you can't judge what the outcome is going to be, just that you're trying to communicate what's going on with you at that time. Right. 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 So you may not get the validation that you want. No. And that really stinks too. Yeah, it does. <laughs> And a lot of times I would say like this week with us and as we've talked as we've talked through these things, you get the validation later. Even in your first attempt at the conversation you're going to have, you still walk away sometimes with, you know, I'm still well, not happy. But when you come around to it again later, when you say, you know what, I don't feel like we just said this. I yeah. mean, literally minutes ago. Yeah, right before this podcast. Right before this podcast, we had a few things that we still needed to discuss. And... We had to circle back around to it to really get to the bottom of everything and make and we both felt resolved. Right. And that goes to the next point in that in the articles that we read, which was being patient. 
That's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> right. And I loved how they said it in there. No one is perfect at communication. No. Right. So there's nope. always going to be missteps. So being patient and making sure that you're listening to what they're saying instead of planning what your perfect response is going to be while yeah. they're talking. I liked how it said that. Yeah. It said because a lot of times, and I think maybe we're all guilty of that. Um, I know I am guilty of that, that as you're talking to me about something, you know, your rebuttal, I'm already, th- I'm already planning my really great response back, but I'm really not listening to what you're saying. So I thought that was a really good point in the well, article. I, I, that happens not just in marriage relationships, but I see that happen at work and with kids and everything. So they call that active listening, don't they? I know you hate that. I hate active listening. (laughs) But that's what it is. (laughs) So what you're saying. (laughs) Let me tell you what I think you said. But the whole point in in that is that you are listening. You're trying to empathize with what your spouse is telling you. Instead of coming up with, well, she's wrong. I'm going to prove that she's wrong with what I have to say. Exactly. And that's where you're not going to resolve anything with those attitudes. And that's why sometimes you have to circle back around to it a second or third time because the first time you both are you're ah. still yeah you're still in the in the debate yes and so you're not really seeking to understand each other no and you have to come back around to it later when you're both completely calm and you're really wanting to move past it um, to resolve it. All right, the next one is to be intuitive. Yeah, and I didn't really know when I saw that. I was like, be intuitive. What do they really mean by that? But I thought that that was actually a really good one. Um, and I think that we did terrible at this oh, this week. Yeah. We, we yeah. failed at being intuitive this week, right? Yeah. Meaning. Um, well, our, our intuitiveness was, oh, we're not talking right now. I can see whatever we're going to say is not going to go well. Yes, exactly. And then when we did say something to each other, we weren't giving each other the benefit of the doubt, were we? No, we it weren't. It was just the opposite. And that's being intuitive is meaning that there's more than words, right, when you're communicating. Oh, a lot more than words. A lot more than words. So understand the feeling behind what's being said. Try and read between the lines in a good way, no, right? Yeah, because you could read between the lines in a bad way, too. Right. And make assumptions, right? Be- and make the wrong assumptions and, yeah, and give your, your well, partner you the benefit give of the your doubt. Ben- give your partner a benefit of the doubt. What do you really mean? Meaning, if you say something to me and I'm like, oh, that was so offensive, but I know your heart, I know you didn't mean, you know, if I really think about who you are and what you just wanted to get across to me, you really weren't trying to be offensive, but I, but I didn't give you the benefit of the doubt, Right. I took that offensively instead of going, you know what? I know he really meant it this way. Well, because I love you. Right. Now, what if you really did mean it offensively? Well, because sometimes we do that too. I know. When we're we're in the heat of the moment, we do do that. Oh, maybe you say, that wasn't very nice. Yeah. Yeah. You can say that. And point it out. And most of the time, yeah, that wasn't very nice. Right. Or we just say, you know what? What you just said hurt my feelings. And... That gives the other person a chance right then and there to say, you know what, that is not what I meant. So maybe it is best because we actually had a situation like this yep, this week did. where 
I hurt your feelings. You didn't tell me in the moment, though, that I hurt your feelings. So I didn't know I hurt your feelings, right? Right. So maybe if you would have said that, if you could have said that in that moment, then I could have adjusted it. Right, yeah. I could have shot right back and said, you know what, that was... This is what I really meant. Yeah, that was not my intention. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry that hurt your feelings, but this is what I meant. And maybe that would have changed everything. So... Man, we have so much to learn, don't we, babe? Yeah, we do. It's a really good thing we're doing this podcast. I am glad. We were questioning whether you <laughs> we were going to do it tonight or not. All right, uh, next one, be accepting. Wait, wait, wait. We have to go back to being intuitive for a second. Okay, what? Because we did not talk about the one thing that it said in that article about being intuitive, where you know, you're supposed to read between the lines and you're supposed to you know, understand the feeling and... Yeah. And it says, this is not an excuse to twist the words of your partner. Oh, yeah. Being intuitive does not give you, oh, can be intuitive. So that means they're really saying this. Don't twist the words that goes with your into, intuitiveness. Yes, that goes into giving them the benefit of the doubt the wrong way. Right. Right. Because not everyone, that's the other thing it said, that not everyone's a great communicator. No, it's, we're not. We're not. I mean, not everyone is. And I think that you and I are good communicators at certain times. But not when we're heated. No. Or grumpy. Nope. Or tired. Or tired. (laughs) Or hungry. (laughs) We could go on and on. Yeah. Or hangry. Or hangry. (laughs) I think that's right. Just be accepting of me, honey. That's the next. That's the next thing is be accepting. So. Oh, so hard sometimes. Well, this all this all has to do about judging others. Yes. Which, this one's tough because we want the best for each other. Ultimately, there's going to be times when I say, you know, what you're doing is not the best of you. So I am making a judgment. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're going to feel judged and uh-huh. you're going to get defensive. So uh-huh. how do you do? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Yes to all of that. That's called patronizing. (laughs) No, but if you said that to me, I would feel judged. Well, of course. So how do you go about being accepting of, well, there's two acceptings here, right? There's the accepting of you are who you are, which is important. But there's also accepting of receiving some kind of, uh, I'm not going to say criticism, but some kind of, what's the right word? I don't know. I don't know. But this section, I think, is maybe the hardest section because, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a challenging one, isn't it? Yeah. Because when you're feeling judged by your partner, so if your partner, I, I, I guess it's all in the wording. I guess it's how we say things, right? Because I think that's part of it. When you're coming across as feeling judged, you just want to shut down, right? Yeah. When I feel, the times that I feel, have felt judged by you, I don't even want, done, yep. like done, this conversation's over, right? And I'm sure you felt the same yeah, way Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. You just want to shut down. And so I think it is important that when it said be accepting, it said let your partner know that you care for them and love them and that, you know, it's okay what what, it's, what you're going to say. It's okay, but maybe it's not okay. Maybe so that's it's why, not. That's yeah. why it's a hard one for me. That's So it's not criticism, it's... Advice? I what? How do you? I don't know. I don't know. I, I I love you and care about you dearly, but stop picking your nose in public. <laughs> Is that how you say it? I don't know. 
I don't know. I guess if your spouse is doing that in public, it, you really should say you that really to them. should say something. <laughs> but there are other things that might be personality quirks that ideally, I mean, you fell in love with in the first place. So, I mean, how do you? Yes, exactly. And our marriage counselor, Caroline, said this to us things that you once thought were endearing and cute and funny and quirky now Now drive you crazy yeah you're annoyed with them now and so maybe it's be accepting of those kinds of things but i think it was also talking about um if you have a spouse that's having a hard time communicating with you because they're scared of your reaction yeah right I mean, it doesn't even it doesn't even mean that it's a huge thing you're about to say. No, but it could be silly. And it could small. be silly, but you're just you know, oh, I don't want to bring this up. Kind of like we had that this week. Oh, yeah. I just don't want to bring up this conversation because it's going to be a thing. Um, to know that the other person is going, you know what? I love you. I care about you. You know, go ahead and and bring me whatever you got. Like we'll work through this. You know that kind of thing. I guess so. But that goes on to the last thing, which is being honest with each other. Yes, it leads right into it. I mean, because if something is like blatantly wrong with your spouse, you want to tell them so that they're not embarrassed later on, right? Like what? The picking the nose thing? The picking the nose thing. <laughs> okay, just so our our listeners yeah, know, we don't, pick our we noses don't do that. <laughs> Only in the car when we're driving. Stop it. Stop it right now. That's so gross. So, but you know what I mean. There might be something that, I would want you to tell me, like if we're at a business dinner or something, tell me either kick me under the table and say, shut up right now, you're offending people at the table, or maybe afterwards say, you know what, you got to go back and, and repair a relationship that you might have destroyed at dinner or whatever. I don't know. You know, we have done that before. We have done that with each I know you have done that with me. Um, I know there was a time with my kids, and we're going to talk about this when we get down to the kids section. Um you felt like I was talking too negatively about their dad. Oh, yeah. And you you were squeezing my hand and kind of punching me a little bit, you know, in the leg. I'm not punching. <laughs> tapping. <laughs> Sorry. Punching. He doesn't punch. Great. He doesn't punch. Don't. I don't want to get any letters or I don't want the police at the door. But no, like, I mean, you've tapped me and I know that that's what you mean. Like, hey, you know, yeah. knock it off. Because we're there to help each other, so right. we, we want to be honest with each other and accepting. So maybe that, maybe those two are so tightly intertwined, yeah, that we need to we need to consider that of each other, not being hypercritical, but being uh, giving advice or counsel in the proper way. And they said through clarity, love, and gentleness. And this is hard. This is a very fine line, yeah. right? Because no one wants to feel criticized. No one does, right? No, no. We don't. Especially, I mean, man, if another adult criticizes me or corrects me or shushes me, oh, man. If you want to get Pedro-ly mad, oh just my shush gosh. her. Shush me, and I swear <laughs> you've just made an enemy. So no. I, I learned something. <laughs> when I don't know who would shush me. Yeah, I'm so quiet and timid. Yes, you're so quiet and timid. <laughs> so when I wrote my, my first book and it went out to copyright edit, Mm-hmm. I remember getting it back from the, the publisher. And, um, man, I felt horrible about myself because it was awful. Right. Right. Until I realized, and it took me a couple weeks, um, until I realized that the copyright editor was trying to make my book the best that it could be. Right. They weren't harping on me. 
Yes, were, this was not a personal attack. It was not a personal attack. It was helping me make a better book so I could sell more. Right. So I think if we take that approach ourselves, when we are being helped by our spouse, that they're trying to help me be the better part of who I am, then that might work out really well for us. If we could all adopt that thinking, yes, but that is really it's hard. Tough. That's it's, tough. It's so tough. my advice to couples, and this goes to ourselves as well, is... Okay, here, let's hear it. Well, you've got to figure out how you can talk to your spouse about things like that. I mean, it's this is something between you and them. This is, There's you've, not a... You've got to work it out. Yes. Because you can't feel like... You have to walk on eggshells all the time around your spouse when there's something that's bothering you that you need to talk to them about. That's no way to live, right? We've talked about this before. Eggshells is no way to live. So you have to figure out between you and your spouse how you need to communicate to get across something that you need to talk to them about that is kind of a criticism. And it's hard. And maybe you need to pray about it. And, you know, and, and you know what? Maybe the conversation needs to start with, I'm not sure how to talk to you about this, but... You know, I, I I feel like I need to, and I love you, and I hope that you can be, um, yeah. you know, understanding um, of what I can say, and I'm and I love you, and I'm not trying to be critical, but I really feel like I need to talk to you about this. So maybe it needs to start that way. No, I don't know. Maybe it, it depends on. You what know. do you think, honey? How do I, was that? How you would want me to start it with you? What I just oh, said? Oh no, <laughs> no. You can just tell me most of the time. You have to read my mood. And you're right, and that goes back to. The very first one on this list. Timely, timely right? Yeah. Right? Timely. Some things have to be timed just right. You don't want to bring things up in the heat of the moment. Or even when your spouse... Or when other people are around. That's, oh, that's the worst you could do. Yes, not when other people are around. Yeah. But even if you've had a bad day at work and you come... So you're not upset with me or... You know what I mean? No, but you have to be able to read the situation. You have to read the situation. Okay, now that we've completely figured out our own uh, marriage and how we communicate. Really? We just we just figured it all out? We're just perfect at it. Uh-huh. So um, let's talk about open communication with our kids. It, okay. ter- it turns out a lot of those same things that we talked about in our marriage, being timely, flexible, patient, intuitive, accepting, and honest, work with our kids as well. That is true. And yeah, if... We've talked about this before we start our podcast. This yeah. is this is a tough one. But if we don't tell them things, they fill in the blanks, right? They fill in the gaps. Yeah, they do. So we have to make sure we are sharing things with them. But that's a tough one too, because some things, you know, if your if your ex doesn't want you to share something with them, you know, then we can't, you know, there's some perimeters on that, right? So let's give an example of what this is like. Probably one of the hardest things is for our youngest kids to know why their parents divorced. Right. So there is a time, timeliness in that. Now, the older kids on both sides kind of knew. Right. Because they were old enough to see what happened. Right. In fact, in our next episode, we're going to talk about how to communicate with the kids when you are getting separated, what we did, what worked for us, and what didn't. So catch our next episode on that. But let's talk specifically about Sam. Sam was four when... Five. Well, four. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. when not? Yeah, not when yeah. we got married, but when we separated. When yes. we separated, he was three, almost yeah. four. Yep. Right. Almost four. Yep. And so he had really no idea why you guys uh, were divorced. He didn't, and we had we never told him. And when we took him, you and I took him to see a counselor several years ago. Yeah. When he was maybe ten. Nine or ten. Nine yeah. or ten. And the counselor was like, "Oh yeah, you need to tell him." And I, and so I went to talk to Sam about it. Sam didn't want to know. He said, I don't want to know. He he wanted to keep everybody in their little um, boxes that he had them in, right? Like superhero status. And he didn't want anyone to be knocked down out of those um, boxes. So so we had to wait. We waited. We waited. And he still didn't want to know, still didn't want to know. And I finally just, what was it, just a couple months ago, I said, Sam, you need to know. Um, and I yeah, told Sam's him. Yeah, Sam's 13 now. He's so. 13. I took it actually out of his control. And I said, you need to know. And it was because of one of our podcasts, actually, some things were going to be revealed um, from his siblings. It was the episode that we had uh, some of the older kids on our on our podcast. And so because of some things that were going to be said, um, and we didn't want to cut those things out because it was important that the kids say those things if that's what they wanted to say. So I took Sam aside before the airing of the podcast and said, this is why your dad and I got divorced. You know, I need you to know this. And what was fascinating when we talked about it afterwards, Sam had already in his head developed a whole story on why you guys got divorced, and it was wrong. It was wrong. And yes, so I corrected him. and um, So maybe we should have told him earlier. Maybe we should have. I don't, you know, I, we'll never know. And that's the thing is you don't know. You have to go with your gut. You have to go with... You know, talk with your spouse. And how that how that conversation go? Did it go exactly how you thought planned? Did he clam up? Yes, but Sam always clams up with feelings. Sam, yeah. if you're listening, talk to me, baby. Talk to Let me. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> but so you had to be somewhat flexible in working with him. If you go through this whole and intuitive, right? Yes, and, and accepting of, yeah. of him, he could have been really mad at you. Yeah, for telling him. Because he didn't want to know. No. no and so he, he could have been upset. But he wasn't upset. He was just like, okay, okay, okay. But um, it was time because his his siblings have always known because his siblings were older. Um, but it was time that he he knew, you know, exactly what had happened. And and I don't know. I, I guess we could ask him. I haven't asked him recently. Is he glad that I told him? I don't know. But it doesn't matter if he was glad or not. It needed to happen. It needed to happen because he kept building on top of this story right. that he'd created. And the the deeper that story would become, it would be harder for him to accept yeah. anything else later. So timely is important. Um, Especially when it has to do with the kids and schedules and things like that that are affecting them in their daily lives. Right. Sometimes we forget that our kids are being pulled back and forth between two homes. Right. Schedules, especially around school, are very difficult and homework and, and all that stuff or communication we're getting from the school. We need to over-communicate those sorts of things with our kids. Don't ever assume that your ex is communicating those things with them. Uh, you need right. to be open about that. We've come up with some tricks to do that. We've talked before about our Google Calendar, our shared Google Calendar that all the kids have that both um, our exes have access to and the kids and us have access to. Uh, we used to do a weekly sync meeting um, with the kids so that they knew everything that was happening that week. 
Yep. And if the schedule changed, those are some just tr- uh, tricks that we that we've used. Yep. One um, things with kids in mind: don't use the kids to communicate with your ex. That's really bad to say. Hey, go! T- I need you to tell your mom, or I need you to tell well, your how dad. How many times have we done that? I don't. Have we done that a lot? Oh yeah. I guess with with inconsequential things, we do. Yeah, little things. Never with anything big. No. Never. That's always putting them in the middle. Yes. So we we should stop doing that. Yeah. We have within, I mean, just little things like, oh, tell your mom that we bought you those shoes. Tell your mom that we'll take care of this or never anything negative. Never, never, never. No, no, never. But we should even stop doing that. We need to communicate with her. Absolutely. Because that's putting them in the middle. Yeah. And even though, yeah, they're these little small things, we should definitely be communicating with the ex. Um, oh, another thing. This happened to a friend of me at, at work. Um, he grew up in a divorced family, and his mom would always tell him, tell your dad I need the check by Thursday. Ooh. Could you imagine? No, that's terrible. And, you know, this this guy, he was like, I had so much disdain for my parents because uh. of that. Because they put me square in the middle, and then they would give me the check to then hand to the other parent. Just awful. That happened one time with us. I remember one of your kids came in with a check um, for something that your ex owed you for, and they handed it to you. And and uh, we you, you you and your ex talked and agreed that that says yeah that's not that's cool. that yeah that's not a good yeah. idea. So yeah, don't have your kids be the go between. Don't have I, your kids. Be you the know, go-between. even though it might be easier, it's not cool. It's not cool. And even though you don't, maybe you don't want to communicate with your ex, too darn bad. This is your mess, right? As the adults, it's your mess. Don't keep, you know, making it the kid's mess. So this, we've got to deal with it, not the kids. We do. And And you know what? We live and we learn from that. All right. Let's talk about open communication with our exes. Okay. Um, obviously, we did not do very well with these people in our relationships before, or we would still be married. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily true. Well, but it, that I'm sure that was part of it. I'm sure that was a part of it. You're right. Yes, but yeah, that's not that's not necessarily true. So to say that, and I've heard people say this: "Oh, I'll get divorced and it'll be better." The communication, no, it won't. I always say to people when they're like, oh, but he's this and he's that and he's so this. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And if you divorce him, all those negative things you just mentioned are going to be times a thousand. Yeah. And (laughs) communication is so much more difficult when you're divorced. Oh, yes. Because guess what? There is no giving each other the benefit of the doubt when you get divorced, especially for the first several years. Yeah, there isn't. So it's, it's difficult to do, but you still have to work on the timeliness, the flexibility, the patience, the intuitive, the accepting, and being honest. Um, these could be really hard when the emotions are all tied up and and difficult. Well, and especially the be flexible, I feel like that is geared right towards your ex because a lot of times you go, okay, I need to talk to you know my ex about this. And it goes completely sideways, right? You know, our conversations that we think, oh, we're just going to talk about this quick little thing. And why did they bring up something for 20 years ago? Right, <laughs> yes. I mean, so sometimes they can go, compl- the conversations go completely sideways. And you've, instead of getting all heated about it, 
stay calm, be patient, and try to get it kind of back on track. Well, and also make sure that when you're communicating, that you're communicating about the things that you need to. Not yes. about things that aren't important. Nope. It's about the kids. Yep. It's not about their current relationship. Nope. It's not about their life. It is about the kids. And yeah, if, we had to learn this. Yes. And if you focus just on that, then you won't get dragged into conversations that are going nowhere. Right. I think what helped us is in the beginning, um, at first you were looking, we, we were told by someone, maybe it was a therapist, I don't remember, to kind of look at your dealings with your ex as a business business dealing, right? A business transaction, yep. right? Keep emotion out of it. Just do what you got to do. And then over time, you can let your guard down a little bit with, you can't add a little emotion into it. You don't have to be so cold. But in the beginning, when you're first divorced and trying to navigate through it all, look at it as a business dealing. Stick to the facts. Yep. Focus on the children and the communication you have to do between the children. Now, another thing that um, is extremely important uh, when you're dealing with co-parenting is timeliness of information. Yes. Um, it could be withheld sometimes, and that can get you into a lot of trouble in the courts, but also in with respect to your children. Um, they'll miss things. They'll So you have to be very timely on communicating doctor's appointments, rehearsals, school things, everything. Or even things that happen to them. There's nothing that aggravates me more than when I hear something from from like one of our friends about one of our kids and I'm like oh yeah that just it, you know it makes us feel inconsequential like wow these people knew about it before we did and that doesn't make anyone feel good no it doesn't so you know communicate 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 even if you're not in a good spot like I said just the facts and you know what you and your ex actually used to do this um a weekly the, the yeah they're your um kind of mediation therapist yeah, the co- co-parenting therapist. yes the co-parenting therapist she required you to send in a weekly email to each other yeah on how the kids are doing yeah and what happened that week and even just little things like oh you know so-and-so got upset about this and it and it was very informative and it was just the facts it was just the facts it was just the facts and you guys it actually did worked out pretty time. good and email communication is probably the most effective what yes we found right right um calling you know, the only time I call is if there's an emergency or we need something right away. Right. That's um, very it, rare. It's very rare. Very it's rare. best to communicate via email Yep. Um, because you have the ability to think about it before you hit send. Yeah, definitely. Right. Definitely. And lastly, remember, you are no longer married and respect boundaries, right? Absolutely. Respect those boundaries. You're not married. So it goes both ways. You don't have to take any garbage being thrown at you anymore. And you should not throw garbage. And you should not throw garbage. So it goes both ways. All right. We decided to get rid of the funny moment of the week because most of our funny moments were actually what we would call lemonade moments of the week where things didn't quite go the way we expected and we found something good out of it. Okay. So this week. (laughs) I'm so nervous right now. Yeah, you should be nervous right now. All right, this week, we just had a rough week with communication. So not a great, we got lemons this week. Yes. But (laughs) I think you guys are all great. This has been a good podcast. It's been great for us to talk about these things. It's improving our communication. Oh, so the lemonade is our podcast. The lemonade is our podcast. Oh, Pretty great. Yeah. Okay. So from now on, it's a lemonade moment of the week. And I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. 
Babe, I love you. I love you too. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org, where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. On our next episode, it's our divorce dog episode. How do we navigate our kids through separation? Get him a dog. No, take him to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs>